This is a pre-recorded phone interview with myself and the Rubens Elliot Margin. Oh yeah, yeah, totally, totally, yeah. definitely. But also, you're going on on um, on a tour shortly, aren't you? Aren't you again? Yeah, yeah. So we're actually we're kind of in the middle of the tour. We're not away at the moment. We're back home. Yeah. But um, yeah. So last weekend was the first weekend of that uh, tour, and then we're away again this coming weekend and the weekend after that, which is cool. Yeah, absolutely. We've been, of course, now with the the new single, you can play a, a lot. Now we'll get onto that that single, uh, "Live in Life," which is a, an amazing song. Actually, talk us through the process of making that song. Um, well, it started. It started like we kind of Sam and I um, in band are the main songwriters, and we usually write them separately, and then kind of we try and get them to a point where we think the song makes sense, and then show them to each other, the rest of the band, and everyone. That's when we decide, okay, we know what this song's got to be and then come together and work on it. So, um, that's, yeah, it's kind of like the extent of it. Just working on it in our, in our studio, in our hometown, the bunker. We just hammered it out and put it together and then had the song kind of sitting there and we're like, well, it's, it's finished. Do we just put it out? Even though not necessarily there's a record right now, do we just kind of put it out into the world? And we liked it enough and we're like, yeah, let's do it. And obviously, something that I've been listening to uh, for the last few days, actually, it's it's a very different departure from um, obviously what everyone's probably used to from the band. Is that sort of a a risk you guys wanted to do? Or was this you know just came out of um, I guess inspiration? Uh, I, I guess for us, it doesn't. It's weird. like when you're in it, when you're so focused on it, it doesn't feel like a risk because I don't know. It makes sense to us, and yeah. we it's hard to step back and like be subjective and and see it how maybe you know a listener might see it or hear it you know mm. for us it's kind of it makes sense because we've always been slowly progressing and changing as we go so it's hard to see much of a change but yeah i think like the fact that it has had a reaction like this where people are like whoa it's so different and it's a departure and hopefully they still like it um is a cool thing for us because as a band you do want to grow and change and, and keep fans and win new fans over as well. Well, that's definitely a thing. I think you always want to grow as a band and, and experiment out. I think when I mean um, a different direction, I think, you know, listening to obviously your last album and obviously you grow from albums before that, but I thought this song was a lot more, uh, we'll say more popish, a lot more that um, early 80s sound with that, you know, Post Malone sort of vibe to it. I guess that's where it's a, a totally different change from people that might have listened to your album or, or your books before then. Yeah, yeah, totally. And yeah, if you, if you compare it to whatever was on the, you know, the first record, definitely, definitely very different. Uh, yeah, I think as, as you are, if you're in a band and you're kind of focused on this one thing, you're working at, at it over you know, a period of however many years, it, uh, the, the change is less obvious, at least to us. It's kind of like we're too focused on it. No, no doubt. And as far as the music video goes for for this uh, song, it's 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 a very long twenty four hours. I must admit, um, watching you know all the the, 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 the clips in it, um, the, some of the slow mo and uh, some of the photographic sort of stuff, and then of course ending in the car. But was that something that this song supposed to represent? Supposed to be like a a long night, or was it supposed to be the sad sort of melancholy sort of song? It's yeah. It's it's essentially uh, the video does represent. The, the, yeah, that image that the song is meant to is meant to project. So, like, yeah, a, a one night in some guy's life where he 
maybe makes a decision to end something, thinks it's the right decision, regrets it, uh, tries to rectify it and realises that there's nothing he can do and he's going to have to go on, live on his life and move on. Um, but yeah, we really love the video. We feel like it really uh, captures captures the vibe of the song. No, it does. I mean, that was the, the something that I, I really enjoyed about the, the music video. It's a very sort of take back to the A sort of theme with the slow melancholy. And the song itself, I mean, lyrically speaking, um, you know, l- listening to the song and then reading the lyrics, it's, it's a very, very sort of deep thinking sort of song, as you already pointed out on. This is a pre-recorded phone interview with myself and the Rubens Elliot Margin. A guy in 24 hours, is this something that we can hopefully expect from you guys in the um, in maybe years to come with the album? Or is this, do you think this is a one-off source sound for you guys? Uh, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's an indicator of, uh, yeah, where we're heading. I think it's a, it's a good signpost of like where we've, where we've got to and where we hope, um, yeah, new music's going to head. I mean, right now we're speaking to you from our studio and we're still, we're working on new music and, um, hammering away as we go and just compiling as many songs as we can uh, to try and figure out what this next record is going to be and what it's going to be like and it feels like living life right now is a good indicator of the rest of the songs we're sitting on which is which we're excited by no no doubt and as far as you know the the, the lyrics go there was this one lyric in, in the song that I want to ask your, your thoughts about um, a purple sunset just a taste of the wet weather What's the? Uh, I don't want to say is there double meaning behind that, but that line itself. Who came up with that line? Uh, that was me. So um, uh, this this song. The, yeah, I wrote this song. The lyric is um, a lot of my songwriting. I feel like I have an image or a story that I will try to convey. Um, not necessarily, get, you know, use explicit. Uh, imagery and things to, to get that across but like I felt like this like I said this is you know all happening all in one night and I felt like the story needs to kind of start at sunset and it needs to feel kind of hot and sweaty and you know like maybe it's a summer night and this guy's got a bunch of parties or whatever events that he's going to and he's it's meant to be a fun happy happy setting but it's feels a little bit melancholy and and sad so I was just like imagining a beautiful sad purple sunset on a, on a summer night no, because that that, uh, that that line itself and that lyric itself was very intriguing to me. So I, I wanted to get your your perspective on that. And, and going back to obviously what you guys will be doing in the in the future is this going to be the direction? I, I guess because of the the huge success of um, your previous album, is there some sort of I don't want to say hesitation to experiment out. Obviously, as a band, you want to experiment out and, and grow new fans. But is there sort of I guess an expectation that, you know, obviously your last album was so popular uh, that you have to, I guess, level up and, and make this next album when you eventually do it even better? I think so. I think it's a healthy thing. Like, not to not to try and force, force it, but I think a healthy dose of, you know, like inner competitiveness when you are making something, when you are creatively and creative in any medium, I think... You have to challenge yourself, otherwise, like, why are you doing it? If you're just going to do the same thing again and again, it's not fun for you and it's not fun for whoever it is you're making that art for. So for us, it's like whenever we get into the studio to write a song or record a song, it's about trying to, number one, trying to do the song justice, and number two, trying to 
feel like challenges us as a band, which I think is, uh, you know, the reason we do it because it's still fun for us because we're trying new things. Well, that's the thing, as you said, as a, as a band, you need to, to grow and develop and, and, and access new fans. And, you know, this sort of sound might be, you know, going forward. So the sound itself, which we haven't touched upon, the production side of it is a very sort of, I don't want to say digital because that's probably not the right word, but it, it's, it's a, you know, that sort of um, weekend sort of vibey sort of, you know, I don't know what the technical term would probably be, but it's a very sort of, um, digital sort of sound, I guess, probably the, not the right words, but is that something that, again, you incorporate later on in, in more music? I think so. I think, like, it's the way we write songs as well mm. and the way we produce songs is always changing. Um, we're trying new sounds that excite us, you know, whether that be synths or adding um, drum machines or drum samples to the live drums we always have just to give it, you know, that added, you know, heaviness or beefiness or whatever that might be it's just trying new things that excite us and and sort of thing whatever we feel like the song should be uh whether that is you know uh drum machines and samples or whether it's a, you know this cool new synth that i've bought i feel like it's got amazing sounds on it or like i said like if if we get ever get bored doing music and recording music and, and with, the, with the songs that they're writing, then for sure the audience is bored. So it's like, if we make sure that they're still having fun, so everyone else can still have fun. Well, the thing, as, as you've pointed out a, a bit, is that you want to have fun, you want to, you want to grow, and I think, you know, it's, it's healthy as an artist that to grow and, and to experiment out. And, and this song... As you said, there was no plans to, you weren't making records. This song sort of, has this song sort of, I know, given you a push to make a record in this sound or is this something that was always in the works, you know, in the last, let's say, one or two years since your, your last album? I think, I think it wasn't, it wasn't like a, um, a, a conscious push on our part. It's just, it's just the, the, the songs that we've started writing, the direction that, you know, when you, when you turn around and look at a bank of, music that we've written in the last two years or something, you know, 15 to 20, 25 songs or something, and you look at them and you're like, oh yeah, that's sweet, these can fit together um, as an album, they make sense together, and you'll realise, oh wait, yeah, so that is quite different to Lola Roo, and that's even more different to Hoops, and it's very different to the first record, so it's not something that we tend to sit down at the beginning of writing a record and say, this is what we want to do, it's it's like, it could, you don't realise it usually comes at the end when we look at the body of work and how they fit together and how they might be different from other things. Well, that's definitely a thing. I mean, as, as you said, your first album came out, what it was, 2012, and, and now we're, you know, in 2020 now. How do you think, as a band, what lessons have you learned since, you know, your first album to, obviously, now your latest single? Um, I don't know. It's, there's a lot that we've learned mm. and a lot of opportunities that we've had, like being in the studio with a lot of, uh, very talented people, songwriters and producers and things. So along the way, there's a lot of, you know, technical behind-the-scenes stuff that we've learned that's really helped us. But also, um, I think so as songwriters, we're, we're, we're getting better and better every day. Like, we know how to trim the fat and we know how to give each other honest advice. You know, if we think something's not quite up to par, we're, we're okay with calling each other out on it and we're okay with being called out on it, you know? Like, 
still together after all these years and we're still, you know, best friends and we still love creating music together, um, which is, I think is very lucky uh, for us. Otherwise, we would have been, we would have quit a long time ago. No, no doubt. And as far as obviously people would always love to know, you know, the last sound in 2018 was sort of, I guess, maybe for a lot of people that did not know you, you know, catapulted you onto the onto the world stage. What did your last album do for not only your career, but also, I guess, opportunities? Um, a lot of things. I mean, we, were, we, we toured that record supporting Pink around Australia, which mm. was crazy. Something we uh, never, never thought we would do. You know, one of the biggest artists in the world, and we're just this little tiny country band um, getting on stage every night for 40 plus shows in front of tens of thousands of people. It was like, wow, this is another world. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think it opened a lot of doors. I think as well, creatively for us, it was the first time we ever did a collaboration uh, with someone on a song. So for Never Ever, we did a collaboration with Sarah Aaron's, um, which we never thought we would do as a band. It was kind of like, you know, where the Rubens and Sam sings and that's it. And that kind of came about, that song came about just through chance, really. We did a, we finished recording the record and then got an email saying Sarah, uh, who's mainly just a songwriter, she doesn't usually sing um, on people's tracks, which is crazy because her voice is amazing. But she wanted to do a session with us and we said, sure. And we did, did a session and then came out with that song. And we were like, oh, shit, we love this. Do we have time to fit it onto our record? And so kind of... Uh, got the ball rolling on that, and it made it onto the record in the end. No, it's obviously you know that that album is absolutely tremendous, and that song with with Sarah Allen's is, is is amazing. Is that something that I guess, as as you already noted, it's not something you, you rarely do. Is that something that you might be doing more in the future? Is cooperations or is it sort of a one time thing? Yeah, I think whenever whenever it makes sense for us, mm. whenever those opportunities are, are put up, and it works for us and we're excited by it then for sure and obviously the 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 whole sort of the rubens experience and i guess the the new fans that you you've, you've gathered over over the years is there one sort of special showcase that you've done over the last eight years that stands out more than others you know a tour that stood out in your mind that you know when you're in your mid 80s and 90s that they'll be like well that was the best show we ever did that was the best tour we ever did that was man there's a lot it's hard yeah um, i think I mean, we supported Springsteen a bunch of times, which was crazy, in front of, you know, a lot of uh, thousands and thousands of people, the biggest crowd we've probably ever played in front of. And, but then also, like, for us, it's like, because we just get to, you know, travel around and, and, and overseas and things and go to Europe and America and play shows and, and meet people, I think, like, it's not, it's not so much like the me doing one show that kind of stands out. It's the fact that we get to do this as a job um, which is really, really cool for us. I think that's one of the main things we'll pinch ourselves about, but that's our job. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, you have one of the, the best jobs in the world, and as we've already, you already noted, at the start of the interview, um, you are on the road early in the next few, well, from a few weeks until the February, really the f- uh, first, and you've teamed up with uh, Sarah Beck and Rob Miller. Have they been on tour with you guys, and... and um, you know, what What can we expect from them going forward in their own careers? Um, they've been awesome. We've only done the first weekend, last weekend, but they're amazing, talented musicians, um, and their music's awesome. Like, one of the best parts about doing tours for us and getting, 
is, is getting uh, support acts on who we like the music of and getting to meet them and hang out with them and go on the road with them. So it's cool. Uh, the first weekend was awesome and can't wait for the rest of the tour, really. Yes, the rest of the tour, of course, if you can get in, uh, going to Tamworth, uh, Coffs Harbour and Sunshine and Gold Coast. Thank you so much for joining me today, mate. Um, good luck for the rest of the tour and uh, good luck for the, the rest of this year. Thanks very much, man. Really appreciate it. No problem.